0: hola up, hola up, hola up. what's up everybody what's up everybody this is your girl big swole sorry for the technical difficulties but we have got it made out here all right listen welcome to the first episode of the swole world i called it the genesis because this is the beginning you know this is where i start i introduce myself i'll tell you everything about me because i like to be candid i like to be real with people And if you're not real, then then hell, you are faking. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's like, I ain't got time for sugar code or anything. I'm just going to give you me. So this is my first time dealing with call in, And um, I'm pretty sure most of everybody else is probably even new to this as well. So the features go, if you have a question or anything, you can raise that little hand. I can add you to the list. You can tell your question. I'm going to answer it as real as possible as I can be. And... That's basically how it works. I can move you up to speaker. We can do this thing It's kind of similar to spaces, but a little bit better in my point. Um, So most people may know me from wrestling. In wrestling, I go by big swole, which basically means big personality, swole mentality. Um, In all honesty, I I got the nickname from uh, Nicole Savoy and Shayna Baszler. We were at the WWE tryout together. No lie, this was the most loaded tryout I've ever seen in my life. Like, Sue Young was there. Who else was there? Alex Chamberlain was there. Um, Hell, it was, it was a lot of people that was up in there. But uh, they was like, oh, Ariel, you getting a little swole out here. I was like, well, you know, heh, I'm big swole out here. Mind you, I was the smallest out of everybody. Shortest, too. And uh, it was like, yeah, you big swole. And then Savoy was like, Oh well, then you know I'm I'm medium swole. I'm medium swole out here. I mean, she said I'm a little swole. I'm a little swole out here. And then ended come coming in. She's like, well, I want to be medium swole. And that's basically how the swole family came together. And I ended up just flipping and changing the name to mean something else because I wanted it to be personal to me. Either way, big swole is the name, and that's pretty much the whole reason behind it because I know a lot of people were like oh she's not big she's not that that's whoa either and I'm like whatever it's a mentality thing you wouldn't know nothing about that Shouty." so boom, that's the explanation for that but I have been wrestling since August of 2012 I started but then ended up getting pregnant the next year so we technically don't count that <laughs> so really I started back again in uh, August 2014 under george South's um legendary man like he knows his stuff like he always tells us that if you're a wrestler you got to be crazy you got to be crazy to be a wrestler you know If, if this was easy everybody would be doing it and i firmly believe that is that this is not an easy sport this is an art and we're not even talking about the moveset out here. We're, we're just talking about purely the psychology of wrestling. It's not fake. It's scripted. Yes. But like everything else in the world, as everybody else's third eyes opening all over me, everything is scripted at this point. It's just entertainment. It's enjoying. And I love it. And I love people who also love it, who love the pureness in it. And this is why I understand why people get so emotional over wrestling because it is something that can pull at your heartstrings. You know, you have to be that actor or that actress. You have to, you know, make people feel something. As as my friend Suge would say, you have to give them something that they could feel. And that's what I think that wrestling is. It's something that we could feel. We can all come together and boo, yell, scream, you know, throw stuff at people and everything like just just something we can let out everything that we're feeling from the day and just go out there and entertain you guys and I feel it as a blessing and I find it not robbery that people watch me and allow me to entertain you allow me into your life for however long this match is or however long you've been watching me you have allowed me into your life and I thoroughly appreciate that you know as an artist Sensitive about her shit. Sorry, I just had to put that in there. But uh <laughs> yes, I love wrestling, but that is not all of me, you know. Um I've been through a lot of things in my life, and I appreciate all the ups and downs and all the other life altering things that has happened in my life, but um I do want to take you guys from the beginning. No, I'm not finna go all the way to like, oh, when I was a young warthog type of story. (laughs) But um, I am going to tell you guys a little, you know, a little bit more about me just so you guys can get a feel of what makes me aerial, what makes me big swole, uh, what helps me have this mentality. Uh, So growing up, I'm from Clearwater, Florida. If you know, then you know. If you don't, then let me toot that horn for a little bit. Clearwater, Florida is one of the best cities in the world. Now, I don't say it is the best because I know everybody be like, I don't know, my city's the best. I'm just saying that it is one of the top five. Argue with your aunties, okay? Because I'm not the one, two, three, or four to argue about this. It has the best beach in America for a reason. Okay, Ron. I'm just tired of all the old people coming to live here because we try to drive a little fast over in these parts, and y'all be slowing me down, Gertrude. Trying to be all the way in the uh, left lane when you know, you know that you should be all the way in the right, or having somebody drive for you. Haven't you done enough in this world? Okay, let somebody drive you around, Bertha. Anyway, but I'm from Clearwater, Florida. And I love my city. I love the people in it. I love the food. The food is phenomenal. Like, I didn't know how good my city was until I went out to other cities and I realized that there is a privilege. Yes, a privilege, live being from Clearwater. Like, they taught me how to, like, do taxes and read the stock market and balance a checkbook by the time I was in fifth grade. Like, those are things that you give to people who are going to be leaders in this world, or wrestlers. But hey, I'm a leader in the wrestling community, so same same but different. <laughs> so growing up there was was, was actually pretty pretty nice. Um, I'm not even I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat y'all. It was it was, it was the bomb. Dot com. Um, graduated from Clearwater from High School. Everything seemed to be good for me up until my 18th birthday. Um, in my 18th birthday, I found out that I had Crohn's disease, um, which if people don't know what Crohn's disease is, it is an autoimmune disease which uh, affects your entire GI tract. So from your esophagus all the way down to the uh, bottom of your colon, it can cause inflammation, uh, it can cause ruptures, um, just just about anything. Uh, ulcers, ulcers, it can cause ulcers. Um And I didn't know anything about Crohn's disease. Mind you, I just knew that I dropped 30 pounds in one month. And my doctor kept saying, oh, you have ulcers, or oh, let's get you checked out for this, but never was it anything serious. Um, It's hereditary. So I got it from my grandfather's sister. So my great aunt, Tileen. Uh, but hers isn't as severe as mine. Um, it wasn't until April third of two thousand and uh oh man, what was it two thousand and eight excuse me, two thousand and eight where <laughs> nothing was coming out of my body but blood and I, my dad looked at me and he said, You look like death. Now mind you, my dad is a pastor, and um when he said that, I was like, you know what? Let's let's go. I ended up flatlining in the back of my mom's car and um, waking up to them saying, we gotta do a CAT scan, we gotta do a CAT scan. They, they took me to the CAT scan and then they told me and told my mom that my intestine, my small intestine has swallowed up a portion of my large intestines and it was going to rupture. And in 30 minutes or less, I can be completely dead. And there was no chance of revival. There's no chance of anything. I would have been gone septic and just over. So they ended up doing the emergency surgery and um, took out about a foot and a half, well, close to two feet of my intestines. And I remember waking up after the surgery in, in tears just because I couldn't believe something like this was happening to me. Um. This is also the time where I found out that I was allergic to latex. Man, I'm just thankful that it didn't happen. You know, I was a good girl. Oh, man, you know me. I was a good girl. I was the only good PK in all of history, okay? Look, I was a good girl. And thank God I was because, Lord have mercy, the embarrassment of finding out that you're allergic to latex the other way around, that was not for me. And I thank God for, you know, Let me dodge that bullet (laughs) because anyway, so I have Crohn's. They're doing all these surgeries. I ended up having multiple surgeries from Crohn's disease. They told me that I was never going to have kids um, and that I was going to change how I eat, how I diet, um, how I live. And I know that it has come with a lot of pain. There have been days where I have taken maybe two or three pain relievers. And we're talking like hard pain relievers. I've been pushed with like Norco, Lortab, Tramadol, Percocet, Morphine pills, Hydrocodone, Vicodin, everything. There are times where I've taken like two or three to get through a match because I don't want to like, I don't want to quit. Because there are people who have an autoimmune disease that are looking up to me and saying, you know, she's doing it. Yes, I'm doing it and I'm taking every single measure I can to continue to do it. I do put my body on the line for this sport. And side note, to hear people saying that I don't have Crohn's, this is not something that I would wish on anyone. There's been countless of times where I've gone to the hospital and countless of times where they're telling me, you're dying. Hell, before I got signed to AEW, most people don't even know this, but I um, I got really, really sick to the point where they sent all of my I guess readings and all of my blood and everything to the CDC and to Mayo Clinic to the point where they didn't know what it was. There's nothing scarier than looking to the people who are supposed to know these things and saying that we don't know what you have because of your ailments, and they ended up naming it the vi- the nightmare virus, but I was deathly just just sick. I was just dropping weight, and I couldn't hold up anything. They couldn't feed me or nothing and I remember sitting there, and I asked God for two years to wrestle somewhere important you know to to carry on because I just felt like I needed to and When I tell you that he gave me the message of there's something bigger coming for you. So you have to get ready. And I was ready. And that was right before I got to AEW literally six months prior to me signing with them or doing the, uh, the all out battle Royal. Yeah. I was in the hospital, just completely gone, just shriveled up and nothing. But, um, but to hear people say, yeah, like I said, that I don't have Crohn's, that's that's completely ridiculous. So. Um, but my Crohn's has also been a gift in a sense, because I feel like there is a certain mentality that you have to have when you're dealing with things like this, when you're dealing with stuff that keeps you bedridden for weeks, when you're dealing with stuff that you have to look in your loved one's eyes and know that they're in pain too, because they're seeing you in pain, but you have to keep that smile on your face because your baby girl is looking at you. You know, it's, it, it's, it's tough. It makes me stronger. It keeps me going. Honestly, it is the thorn in my side, but it is needed because I know that one, his grace is sufficient. And two, that I can do anything. I can move mountains if I've I've lo- I've dealt with this since I was 18. So I know that I can conquer this, then I can conquer anything and everything. Um plus besides Crohn's, I mean, I I've I've, I've had like a grand list of things that have happened to me and this is why I feel like I'm uh you know everybody could feel like a favorite or something, but I feel like I am uh, chosen in a sense, not to be you know, crass with it or anything like that. But just knowing that (laughs) every single time I turn around, there's something big and major happening to me. No, it solidifies in my mind that, you know what? I am meant for more. If if the devil wanted me down that damn bad, oh, I'm somebody. That's how I look at everything that happens to me because I, I cannot look at it the other way. I will not look at it the other way because I just refuse that things just happen for no reason. No, 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 not in, not in this world. Like I have been paralyzed from the neck down temporarily, of course, uh, for, it was like two weeks of being paralyzed. I know you guys are going to want that story. I'm going to refer back to that, but I've had, I've been struck by lightning. Like I said, I've been been flat-eyed I've been attacked by like, Bruh. I once got attacked by ants. Now, mind you, I was in the grass. I was in the habitat. However, I did not deserve this. I didn't it was the first time I was touching grass. Okay. Mind you, yeah, so, you know, it was a little poor, so this is the first time I'm out with grass in a yard. And <laughs> want to tell you, I looked down and I saw all these red these red ants coming up my leg. The scream, I yelled. And then my dumbass locked myself out of the house. So, of course, I pounded pounding on the door. And luckily, my mom, you know, opens the door and rinses stuff off me and everything. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, it's just crazy stuff is happening. But to circle back, I was playing soccer. And I was a goalie. And this girl was mad that I was blocking all of her shots. And so I went up to save the shot. And she pushed me into the goalpost. I wrapped around it and my next thing you know, I'm hanging upside down in pretty much the middle of the goal. And this is the first time my mom ever came to one of my games. So, of course, it'd be the one that I get hurt in. Uh, (laughs) So I woke up the next day and I couldn't move from the neck down. And uh, my doctor ended up telling me that, um, hey, if you get hit like that again, you are going to be paralyzed permanently. So what did I do? I went out and became a wrestler. Yeah. So, fuck you, doctor guy. You don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, but I didn't play soccer anymore because my mom was deathly afraid of anything uh, actually happening to me. So, um, another thing I just want to segue into this. Uh, my my mom, my mom, she, she's like a wary body. So, of course, she wouldn't let me do soccer, wouldn't let me do a lot of sports or anything like that. But she had complete faith in me that I was going to be something, anything. So I get, like, most of my antics and everything from her. And um, I used to make her promises when I was little that, oh, I'll, I'll take it to Greece. Oh, I'll, um, I'll name my daughter after you. Or, oh, I'll go to the Air Force for you because no one, you know, pushed her to be what she wanted to be. So that is how I became a um, a member of the United States Air Force, excuse me, is that uh, my mom wanted to be in the Air Force. And I'm a mama's girl. I love, there's, there's, like, there are no words to express how much I love my mom and how much she inspires me to be a better person. And like I said, when I make these promises, my word is my bond. Another thing I got from her. So, um, I'm taking a degree, well, next year it was supposed to be last year, but some of y'all don't know how to wash their hands. And next, time you know, we got COVID. But um, <laughs> I went to the Air Force and I became a, a fire truck mechanic. And mind you, that is totally a uh, it was a male driven area, that's for sure. But um, I wanted to know how to fix things because I was a tomboy at heart and I, um, I loved cars. Love to fix cars, love to work on cars. And I was like, Well, if I like gas engines, I'm sure I love diesel engines as well. Now, the Air Force was probably the second best time of my life. Like I was stationed on a Navy base um in Port Wainini, California. Uh mind you, this place said it had the best galley food. Now mind you, I I love food, y'all. Like I love food. So obviously me having Crohn's is not ideal. But when I can eat, I'm going to eat. I don't care how broke I am. You ask me I have to eat. Oh, we're going. I'm going. I'm going to scribe up some pennies or something. I'm going. I'm giving me a two-for-one coupon. I'm going. Either way, this place said it had the best galley in the Navy. Tell me why. It was the worst food I ever had in my life. The only good day was Magnolian Fridays where they had, this goops and goops of food, like, and I was like, okay, this is, this is it, but I know this came out of a PF Chang's box or something like that, because I know y'all didn't cook this, you talk about somebody that can mess up some oatmeal, they can mess up some cereal, hell, they gonna burn the water when they're trying to boil it, okay, this was nasty, all right, like, it was traumatizing to go there and eat, and have crumbs, because you know they're not cooking it right, you know they're not washing their meat, They're not. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the CDC says. Wash your meat, people. Okay. That's your public swole announcement of the day. Your PSA. Wash your meat. Okay. Either way, this place had the horrible food. But on base, there was this place called Naps. Now, the black people that was there said it was racist. because we know what you mean by NAPS, okay? And it was a soul food place, too. But mind you, it had some really good cornbread. So was my behind in there eating and line dancing at NAPS? Yes, I sure was. Because there wasn't much to do in Port Wynemia. But we was in there, okay? That cornbread was delectable. There wasn't no jiffy. That was a Martha White buttermilk cornbread, okay? Like, I don't know who was in that kitchen, but they was throwing it down. Anyway. Uh, That was, (laughs) yeah, they had had horrible food, but NAPS was a saving grace. Now, being in the Air Force is nothing like anything that everybody else says it is. Like, it's not the Chair Force. At least it wasn't for me. Okay, my NTI told me that I had to be the definition of freaking dang perfect. And that is a mantra that I take with me everywhere. Like, he was so off the rip. Like, I was the dorm chief, so I was in charge of everybody else. And I had to push Texas a lot, a lot. And one thing about Texas is that when you try to push it, it don't move. It don't move at all. I move. So I walk up to the door. No, I forgot my little statement or whatever. So I said, excuse me, sir. He said, what? Uh, I said, excuse me. He goes in front of everybody. He's like, did you queef? I looked at him and I was just like, I was stuck. But I had my military bearing because I was just like, I'm not, I'm not finna do it because he's going to make me push this ground again. And my arms is already tore up from the other 50 pushups. I just had to do because somebody went to bed. Yes. There was grown women wetting the bed at the damn camp. Like it was, it was bad. Like there were people that would walk around with a towel on their head and like, the, the the brush scrubber for the toilet and say in the train clean naked like it's it's you got really in touch with these people when you were there like i was like okay this is fun and all but i'm ready to move on either way i was in the air force for about 3 years until i got med boarded so i'm like medically retired so thank you for that paycheck every month i appreciate that all them tax paying people out there those who don't pay taxes, I still thank you because we all getting paid out here. So, so, yeah, that was the small little bit of my life. Like, now I I look back on being in the military and it's sometimes it's rough because of everything that we're going through right now as, as a country, as a people. Um, but during the time... When Obama was president and I was in that mug, it was it was pretty lit. Um, but I guess that was when I was drinking the indoctrination. juice. But that's neither here nor there. Um But it taught me to have structure. That I am thankful for. I'm thankful for the structure because they definitely tear your butt down to build you back up. They do that. Um but it makes you a better person. Like it helps you not tolerate no foolishness because your mindset is different. And that is what really kind of helped shape Swole Mentality. I didn't have a, a word for it back then, but I do now. The mentality of, okay, these are things you have to get done and you're going to do them because X, y, and Z is going to happen if you don't. It's going outside of yourself and looking at either what needs to get done or looking at like how to remain humble and how to know that this is beyond you. Yes, you are more, yes, you are important, but knowing that Your actions, your deeds, your words have such an impact and that's what being in the Air Force taught me, that everything has an impact. Like, you missed the scheduling date on putting this deuce and a half back out on the flight line, oh, this misses. Or, hey, if the fire trucks aren't good, if they aren't up to, to par, then none of the jets can go on and off the flight line. The whole base shuts down. It's like the importance of you and who you are as a person. Um, so, I'm very thankful for my time in the Air Force, and I'm, very happy to have served and be a veteran and plus is so great every veteran's day to go out there and eat because i told y'all i love food and all them deals when i tell you i'll be stopping from place to place and look i only get my oil changed that one time because y'all are supposed to get it one time a year i go there and get my free oil change look i take full use of this thing of being a veteran, because I'm like, if it's a steal, if it's a deal, boy, I'm in it for the queue. okay? I'm going to take it. I'm going to grab hold on to it, okay? Listen, because, like I told you, I like to eat. Look, if I'm ever at an indie show, and you bring me, like, some sour patches or some, uh, like, the thin Oreo lemons or something like that, man, I'm going to eat them. Uh, you're going to get the biggest hug from me, because I... Lord Jesus, I like food. I, my favorite food, just in case y'all try to wonder or anything like that, is potatoes. Potatoes are versatile. Sorry if I can get on this little trope here, but this is how I am. I love potatoes. I like, I like French fries, sweet potato fries. Boy, I like baked potatoes. I like potatoes. I'm grotting. Like anything, I'm, I'm on it. Potatoes. If I can eat potato for the rest of my life. I, you know, I might be part Irish, even though I know I'm from the Balanta tribe. I might have a little sprinkle, uh, Irish spring in there, a little a little four, four-week cove up in there because I'm telling y'all, I love potatoes. Like, that's what I would eat when I was pregnant, too, potatoes, pickles, and cereal. Y'all, yep. Paper- oh, she- oh, that's my dog.
1: What's your-, What's your question is? Hi, I'm so excited to talk to you. <laughs> I have What's to get that? on because I love potatoes, too. That's my thing, too. I can only eat potatoes. I have, like, a fixation. Right? right?
0: Potatoes is the bee's knees.
1: Oh, yes. I like... This is actually really weird. It started with me liking fish and chips, but now I like to dip my steak fries in tartar sauce, and it just tastes so good.
0: Man, look, you, you're pretty to the choir out here.
1: <laughs> Are you sure we're not related? I I think I'm just going to start claiming that we are because I just think it makes sense now.
0: Yeah, especially since you like potatoes like I like potatoes. I mean, you must be some king.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you. I've been listening the whole time, and your story is, like, super inspiring. Like, on top of what I already knew, I just learned so much new stuff about you. I could write a whole new article on you. It probably will. So. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. No, for real. I really, I really do. Like... Uh, in case you guys you guys didn't know, Michelle uh, wrote this wonderful article. It was a letter to Bixwell, um, some bo- bodyslam dot right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. If, if whenever you have time, please go look her up. Please go look, check out her material, check out her article Support, of course. But she wrote this thing in the midst of me leaving AEW, and um, it was the one thing I read before you know Cedric took my phone, and it just moved me. And like I said, you never know what kind of impact you have on someone. And just to know that I had an impact on her, but also that impact has also impacted me during my time where I needed that pick-me-up, where I needed that breath of fresh air. So I thank you so much.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. Literally, I was like, I was like sitting there. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like I was telling my mom, I was like, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, I'm just going to write like a letter to her. I'm just going to do like a Players' Tribune piece from like my side. And then I just talked to my boss, and I was like, can I just put this out as an editorial? And he was like, go for it. So I was so happy when it made its way to you. I was so, so excited, and I was so grateful for your response. Oh, <laughs> oh
0: thank you. Thank you. And a big, huge shout-out to Loveless. She's the one who sent me uh, that lovely yes. article.
1: Love, lovely. I just wanted to say thank you. I'm gonna hop off so I don't keep invading your space and your time. But thank you so much for all that you do. You're welcome. No, no, no problem. Um,
0: oh, that was great. Uh, look, I'm gonna lose my train of thought because I'm just my heart. Like I have my hand on my chest and stuff. Ah, oh, man. Look, I'm a softie, y'all. Like I, man, I love love. I love when you have interactions like that and you can just be real with somebody. And and that's really what this podcast is going to be about, just being real. Um Just teaching people and loving people. And if I can just give you a little bit of what I know, then like I said, that's that's enough for me. Because in this world, you got to know how to learn, grow, and change. And most people forget about that change part, you know, in order for you to grow truly you got to have that like that application you got to implement things and that that's where it's tough is implementing so you can actually change because the things that happen to you isn't who you are they just happen it's you know what you do afterwards that uh that truly molds you as a person um yeah so i i actually i really thank you guys all for coming in here if anybody has any questions, feel free to to ask me. Otherwise, you know me. I'm going to close this thing on out. Oh. Hello.
2: Hey, this is R3 from the Wrestling Wild Black Podcast. Just wanted to send love to you. Wanted to send so much encouragement. You're an inspiration to us. Um, I have just <laughs> interviewed one of your buddies, Joachim, from Battle Club Pro. And, um oh. He just speaks so highly of you, but we deeply love you and appreciate you in the wrestling community, and you mean so much to us. So just wanted to send.
0: Oh, man, don't look. Don't make me cry out here in these streets. I'm a gangster. You know I'm a gangster. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Um. Oh, dang. All oh, this love. I'm a shot in the heart. Oh. But um. yeah, Joe Kim is, is really, honestly, like amazing if if, for those who don't know joe kim is one of the owners of battle club pro Um, i am their icons champion it's the title i'm actually holding up in my uh avatar here um he is the one who would bring me in when i was a nobody like when even my home promotions wouldn't bring me in because let's face it i was a female and you know they're like oh females don't draw uh That was, you know, their explanation, I guess. But just, uh, just him reaching out and wanting to do better for black people and people of color and and his kids. Just he just he moved me. Like when it when it comes to like a fixed point in your life, I pray that Joe Kim is a part of every single multiverse, every single version of me, because he has such a good heart and. It's pure, and he loves this business, and I'm just thankful for him giving out opportunities when others wouldn't and that's that's family right there. Joe will always always be family, look I'm tearing up because of it, but um, I'm proud to like be his champion and be his friend and speaking of friends, Thailand, hello, punkin, How are you?
1: Oh, I'm great, Sugar. How are you? I'm doing good. It's so good to hear your voice all the time. I'm happy to hear it. (laughs) Likewise, my love. So I'm not going to get in here and be all gushy because, you know, I can be gushy. You know, I'm the emo one. Um, (laughs) So I was like, let me find a legitimate question. So a legitimate question. What are you excited to do in this next chapter of your life?
0: Uh, One of my my biggest goals that I'm manifesting out there is I want to be the young Power Ranger. Look, it may seem silly to other people, but listen, like those people influenced me. Like, you know, the Karens and the Alishas and like knowing that I could be a part of that for the next generation. Just look, whoever, you know, Power Rangers already follows me on Twitter. So I feel like that's my, that's my one boom. You know, I'm getting closer and closer to my goal. But that's really what I want to do. My biggest goal for right now is I just want to be the Yellow Power Ranger so I can inspire
1: generations to come. Well, you know, I'm always here for whatever you are dreaming about. And I'm here to manifest that for you because we all know how pivotal the Yellow Power Ranger was to Black girls, especially getting to see us. So I'm here for you being that next icon. (laughs) Thank you. But I love you. I just wanted to send you some love and ask you a question. Thank you. I love you too.
0: (laughs) But yes, um, anyway, thank you. Everybody, except anybody else. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, uh, for just coming in and listening to me, badger on about me. Uh, oh, lovely. Yes. Y'all better go get y'all uh, wasted beads in my dormants. Don't, don't start your mess. Don't what? start I your mess. I didn't even do nothing. <laughs> they going to come on here and then,
2: and then try to rape me in front of my friends. Don't, don't, don't start your mess. Friends. Listen, hmm, friend. Huh. Hey. I just want to say, girl, I love you. I ain't going to do all the <laughs> other mess. I ain't got it in me, you know. You know. <laughs> I love you. And you know we're going to ride with you.
1: I love you, too.
2: All right. I just want to know when I can come to the house and we can go out to eat um, uh, or go to an amusement park. I can beat on it something. i going to hit somebody. got to beat up Cedric at least once.
0: Listen, listen. You ain't said nothing but a word. Listen, when you said, <laughs> eat, I came close to the phone. I pulled, up. Yeah, I pulled up. I pulled up. I pulled up because you're talking about food. Well, listen.
2: I'm trying to get this Disney World uh, fiasco together. So, we gonna do this now.
0: Uh, yes. yeah, I will put on my little pink bracelet and I will meet you there. Shawty. Yeah, yeah. can- you're not.
2: I'm not gonna do this. You enjoy your night. Thank you for having this space and this calling or whatever they call it. You keep doing this and we gonna show up <laughs> for you every single time, Okay. Thank you. You know I love you. I love you, too. All right, baby. All
0: right, sure. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. Ugh, the the love, the outpour. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, now, listen. Y'all know that there's some people. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this one time. So I know that some people are waiting for the AEW story. Um Yes, I will be telling that story, and I will only be telling that story here because this is where I would like my words to be. Um, And that will come soon. And trust me, it will be before New Year because we handle old business and old business time. We don't go into the new year with old mess. I don't think somebody heard me on that one. You don't go into the new year with old mess. That is your second PSAs. I shouldn't be giving these away for free, but I'm gonna give you all the knowledge that I have because I cannot keep it for myself. That would be selfish. So to round this off, thank you so much for joining me on the Swole World Podcast. You are appreciated. You are loved, but most importantly, you are more. Keep smiling. Peace.